The words of evil and selfish ways of thinking cut us off, not only from each other, but also from hearing about God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembrick. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering Psalm 37. It's a song, it's a prayer. It's a written contemplation for meditation. We'll study that in about five minutes. It's going to be very, very good. Corey and Ryan are here today as well. Corey? I'm taking a look at another life essential today, particularly in the ancient world. We're looking at olive oil. Ryan? Today, I'm wrapping up my three-part study on some of God's mightiest creatures of the sea. So far, we've looked at reptiles and mammals, but what about the fish? Stay right. tuned. Look forward to that. That's a great one. Janice? It's our Friday wrap-up question of the week. Ryan and Corey are going to be on the spot. You are too at home. It's anywhere from Psalm 9 all the way through to Psalm 40. All right. Open up your Bible guide and let's look at the Bible and hear God. Psalm 37, 1 through 6. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 6. Thank you for staying with us as we continue. The teaching today is fascinating as we talk about Psalm 37. You know, Psalm 37, Psalm 38, 39, and 40, those are the four chapters we read today as we continue to go through the Bible. Now, it might be hard for you to understand, hard for me to understand, but let's remember something. God is perfect. And God keeps perfect records. His mind does not fade with age like ours. God does not get old like we do. He is perfect and holy. And the desires of God is to make his children grow and become more and more like him. Jesus Christ came about 2,000 years ago, fully man and fully God. He was, and he is, the living son of God, only begotten, who had taken the dark flesh and made it full of his light. That is what Christians have experienced when they made the decision to follow Jesus Christ and give their lives to him. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, it was being born again. Well, Psalm 37 tells us not to worry or be upset over evildoers. Now we, or Christians who are followers of Christ, are learning to understand the world in which we live, that it is full of sin. It's a dark place. But Jesus Christ is coming back to earth soon. And whatever we've done in our flesh will affect how we live in the future. Only God can give us the hope of true, and I mean absolute true, forgiveness 
I tell you, that's something that I praise the Lord for all the time. And there are people that I have meant to ask forgiveness for, but they've passed away and, they've, and I can't. So I come to the Lord and I say, Lord, I want to ask forgiveness and he forgives us. So there's only one way to truly understand how the Lord works, and that is to read his word and understand it. Now, this is the Bible guide for May. You can turn to our work will be known. And that's something that we can talk about today as we will study this in just a moment. But this guide can be yours if you call or write to us or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. And when you go there, click on the page and you can, you're, you're seconds away from joining us here on how we have put this together. It's very, very important. But let's pray. We need to do that to open our hearts to the word of God. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that we would open our hearts now, Lord, a lot of times we don't do that, but I pray we would learn to open our hearts when we talk about the Bible and when we listen to what it says. Help us, Father, to understand, because it's very different than this culture. Help us to understand, Lord, in Jesus' name, we will hear you, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, and we said together, amen. Now, with that in mind, as we turn to Psalm 37, it gets very interesting. Let's begin by reading verses one and two. Here is the first verse. It says, do not fret because of evildoers. Don't get upset by it, nor be envious of workers of iniquity. Don't want what they want. Now, I need you to understand, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity is very important for Christians to hear today. Verse one is critical. Keep that in mind. Verse two, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Did you understand that the works of evil and the selfish deeds of the wicked will be cut off by God. Remember, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you will be rewarded. Now, there are a lot of people today who are frustrated with politicians and they're frustrated with world leaders and they're frustrated. And they're just like, I wish, you know, we're going to do this and do that. But remember, we need to pray for them because their lives are going to be judged. Remember what James says? Don't let many of you be in leadership. He's talking because he says, you will be judged. So beloved, God will make sure that those who do the things in leadership are held accountable. Now we pray for those that they might come to know the Lord so that they can keep themselves in check with the Holy Spirit. Very important, especially today when we look at the politicians. Let's read on because this gets better. Psalm 37, verse three, here's what it says. Trust in the Lord. I love that. And that's on our $1 bill in the United States of America, all our money. Trust in the Lord. Do not or and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Only if you delight yourselves in the Lord, beloved, when we serve God in our lives, our desires change. Our desires change. And we will change what is important to us when we follow Jesus Christ. Did you get that? 
Somebody said to me once, well, God didn't give me what I want. And the Bible says, trust in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. What do you want? 55-inch television set. I said, well, understand that you went to the Lord wanting your desires filled like you are. But God changes us because maybe the Lord wants you to pray for the people. Maybe the Lord wants you to trust what you do have. Maybe the Lord wants you to use your money in a certain way. And maybe the Lord will give you a 60-inch TV set. You never know. But you've got to get yourself aligned with the will of God, aligned with the heart of God. Beloved, that's so important today. Lord, align our hearts with what you're doing. Align our hearts with you, Lord, with what you've said. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Psalm 37, 5 and 6, here's what it says. Commit your way to the Lord. Did you hear that? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Did you hear that? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. <laughs> he shall bring forth your righteousness or rightness with God as the light and your justice as the noonday. Did you hear what God is going to do? The work we do for the Lord will be made known in the end. We do not seek the rewards. We seek God. I see so many people who are often rewarded. They, they give $1,000 here or $500 there or whatever, and people read their name and say, thank you so-and-so. They broadcast it to the world. Beloved, it's very important that we understand that what we do with our money, what we do in our life, that is something God sees. It's not important that people see it, but God sees it. That's very critical today, very important today. And so I want to say that as we focus our attention on where our priorities are, where our alignment is, trust in the Lord with all your heart and allow him to tell you where to give resources, allow him to tell you how to do things, and he will show you and restructure your life and the way you do things so that he can bless you in a way that everybody is beneficial. It's not just one person or two people or three people. It's everybody. This is very critical and very important because that's how God works, beloved. We need to keep that in our hearts. We need to keep that close to our thinking because that's how we're going to respond in the future. But a lie is when somebody tells you, I know how you'll be happy. You buy this hairspray and you're going to be happy. You smell like this flower, you're going to be happy. You take this drug, you're going to be happy. You buy this car, you're going to be happy. See, it all tells me I'm going to be happy. No, I'm not. That's not how this works. The truth is that I am not happy until I find the purpose of why I exist. My purpose for living. Well, it's time now to carry on with our Bible study. And in conjunction with our reading through the book of Psalms, I often like to turn our attention to God's creation because the Psalms extols God many times as the creator. And for the last couple of days, we've been doing just that. On Wednesday, we studied some of the largest marine reptiles known to man. Then on Thursday, we looked at some of the most massive underwater mammals. And so today, we're going to turn our attention to some of the largest fish that God ever made. Check it out.
1975, millions of moviegoers shuddered at the depiction of the great white shark in the blockbuster hit Jaws. Yet few would have realized that there was another type of shark deep within the ocean that could have easily swallowed it whole. The Megalodon was a massive shark that could grow to a length of 50 feet or more. It was longer than a school bus and weighed at least 20 tons. Its dorsal fin would have stood about 6 feet above the water, and its teeth could be larger than a man's hand. With massive jaws that could open to 7 feet, it could have easily devoured a small fishing boat in one bite. Because sharks eat about 2% of their body weight per day, a 20-ton megalodon would need approximately 800 pounds of food every day. But some scientists believe that an adult megalodon could have weighed up to 65 tons, which would mean a food requirement of 2,600 pounds daily. Interestingly, megalodon teeth are found everywhere around the world, and some even appear to be remarkably fresh. This has led some to speculate that megalodon may not yet be extinct. As one researcher notes, in 1918, a group of lobster fishermen in Port Stephens, Australia, reported an encounter with a quote, immense shark of almost unbelievable proportions that devastated their catch and left them in a state of shock. Megalodon would not be the first creature known from its fossils and believed to be extinct to have later been discovered still living in the sea's massive depths. Another candidate for Jaws, had the movie been made thousands of years earlier, could have been the extinct Dunkleosteus. With possibly the most powerful jaws of any living creature, this fish could devour a shark with ease. Although it lacked actual teeth, it had two razor-sharp bony cutting blades instead. The edges of these sharp plates were serrated, just like a saw. Dunkleosteus could grow to be 30 feet long or more and could weigh up to one ton. In fact, its skull alone was more than two feet in length. Most intriguing, though, was its defensive system. Its body was not covered in scales, but its head and chest region were protected by hinged body shields, which acted like very effective armor plating. Another giant fish, called Zephactinus, was nearly 20 feet in length and could weigh more than 800 pounds. In fact, the fillets from it could feed a family of four every night for over a year. Still, all of these predators do not even come close to the largest living fish within our seas. Indeed, Rinkadon has a length of up to 65 feet and weighs in at 15 tons. Although the largest, Rinkadon, unlike the Megalodon, Dunkleosteus, and Zephactinus, is completely harmless to humans as it eats only very small plants and animals. So I really hope that you enjoyed this study as much as I did. You know, it's magnificent creatures like these that really remind us how much more magnificent our God is. And what else can I say other than what the psalmist declared in Psalm 33, 6 to 9? And let me read it. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. You know, Ryan, I, I, I'm an engineer background and I really like watching these programs, you know, popular science and the whole business. And I saw the other day, they found in Japan, these huge gigantic fish. Mm. They were bigger than the men. And they said, 
we don't even know if they have a gene that, that tells them they can die at a certain time. And so who knows how big they can get. And, and I thought to myself, God made all this stuff. Yeah, he did. And what was it like before sin? Yeah, I, it's, it's a good question. I mean, we're going to get to see that you know, in the new creation. And, yeah. And, and think about that. I mean, there's all of the creation that God did, you know, in the ocean and everything else, he's going to, we're going to see it. And uh, I, I'm very excited about that. Well, and looking at all these creatures, it, it, you know, the story of Jonah doesn't seem so far-fetched after all, does it? <laughs> it does not. It does not. Especially when you talk about these, the size of these animals are really mm -hmm. interesting. Don't you look forward to, I'm just, I'm just flipping to the end, Psalm 150. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, it's yeah. all of creation. You know, well, actually, starting at 148, praise praise to the Lord from creation. Aren't you just looking forward to that day, the new you. heavens and the new earth, mm. when all of creation is yeah. praising God? You know? Yeah. So it's sure. not just us. We can't handle it in these bodies right now. I think yes. we would explode. We would. because <laughs> And the holiness of the Lord would do us in. But uh, you're absolutely right. All of creation explodes with praise. And, I, and I, I find that fascinating. I've been listening in the last little while. I know I'm kind of going off on an, another direction, but um, here in Orangeville and, and, you know, we're, we're in, we're taping May, but it's actually April right now. And we've got a beautiful stretch of weather and I've been opening the windows in the house. And I just am so thrilled to hear all the chirping of the birds. And it doesn't matter whether it's raining, whether we're getting freezing rain, whether it's dusky, dark, foggy, sunny, they're out there just singing away. And I, I like to think with my dear friend, Chris, that, that um, they are just praising the Lord. Indeed they are. It is wonderful. Anyway, we're going to go to olive oil. <laughs> and olive yes. oil is amazing. Okay, this is fascinating. Yes, I mean, it's, it's a continuing the theme of looking into creation because this is part of, you know, humanity's job is to take the things that God has given us in creation and to transform them into something else. It's just part of who we were made to be. Now, of course, in the ancient world after sin, you know, after Adam and Eve uh, kind of took their own authority and, and rejected God's authority, then it became about, you know, there's not provision anymore for them to stay alive. We're on our own. And now these amazing gifts of God are having to be utilized for basic survival. And we see this with olive oil. We see this with bread. We see this with alcohol. It was a way for ancient humanity to concentrate uh, calories for survival. It made something of a lesser caloric value into more caloric value for the sake of survival. Uh, olive oil is no different, but it is very interesting. So take a look. One of the most valuable resources of biblical Israel was the olive tree. From it came one of the most precious and diverse products of the ancient Near East, olive oil. In Israel, olive oil had sacred use in the temple for light and offerings and to anoint priests and kings. In everyday life, it was used in cooking as a main source of dietary fat. It had medical applications, was used in beauty products, perfume, soap, and was fuel for oil lamps. Two months of the year were dedicated to harvesting and processing olives, a culmination of the year's growing season. 
Within a couple of days after hand harvesting, whole olives would be crushed into an olive mush, either by hand using a stone roller, by using wooden shoes to stomp them, or a bit later on by using a large millstone in a circular basin that was pushed around by man or donkey. The crushed olive mush would then be scooped and packed into round baskets made of natural fibers and designed with a hole in their bottom to facilitate oil drainage. The baskets were placed onto pressing vats, large stone storage containers. Early technology utilized a large wooden beam with heavy stone weights that was leveraged against the stacked baskets of olives, pressing the oil out of them. The number of presses determined the quality of the olive oil and whether it was suitable for religious use, human consumption and medicinal purposes, or for cosmetics and fuel. Later on in time, new pressing technology was invented and began to appear on the scene in the 1st to 4th centuries AD, mainly the screw press that used screw technology rather than a beam to squeeze out the oil. Freshly pressed oil is not perfectly pure, however. It's mingled with water and other naturally occurring substances from the olives, so the oil must be rested and separated. This was often done in large jars with stopped up holes near the bottom. With resting, the oil would rise to the top and the water to the bottom. Unplugged, the holes drained out the wastewater first, and then the oil could be collected and stored. So there we go. Always really interesting to take a look at the ancient processes, you know, by which people survived and, and, and were able to honor God in their survival as well, which we can see very clearly here. Uh, with olive oil and its production, specifically in ancient Israel. There were several, you know, ways to use olive oil. And olive oil is amazing. It, it really is. One of the ways was in James 5, and it says that call for the elders of the church if mm -hmm. you're sick and pray for the people anointing them with oil. But it's an application that is a practical expression of use the oil because it's so dry. Use the oil to lubricate their skin so that they can heal, so they can grow. Yeah, it was definitely used in medicine. It was used in anointing. Um, you know, we talked about it, ceremonies that were meant to set you apart. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, anointing was a, was a good thing. It was. Anointing is the setting apart and God choosing those people. Yeah. So it really becomes important as we focus on that. Corey, you did something for this weekend. What? Yeah. Well, every weekend, my husband and I release an episode of the weekend show on my YouTube channel, which is my name, Corey Babechko. And, uh, we, aim to really discuss questions that pop up as we're reading through the Bible. So we're going along with Bible discoveries reading. And we also answer viewer questions as well, or at least discuss viewer questions if we don't know the answers ourselves. So if you'd like to check that out, then you can just go to YouTube and type in my name, Corey Babechko. You'll be able to find my channel there. I also do a, a recap that's a 10-minute recap. So I go over all of the assigned Bible reading kind of point by point to get you caught up if you've fallen behind in your reading. And it's so. important to remember that you can get all this material at Bible Discovery TV, uh, BibleDiscoveryTV.com, BibleDiscoveryTV.com. I mentioned that because it's not, uh, you know, the social media is not, it, it is all of our stuff's there, but if you want to get everything, you can go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Very good. All right. So we have this hard, high level question. Well, I'm not sure that it's hard. Well, it was a challenge. High level, but... You, we like to review. Okay. We like to make sure that we're... You said it was a challenge, at, a big challenge. It is every Friday. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. It is a challenge. We will see. Mm-hmm. We will see. We'll find we got several people who watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, Greg, Bob. There's several people who watch, and they text us, and they let us oh, know. Bob and they, Cindy. I'm, yeah. Sinclair and Marinette. There's, exactly. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> and they're all wonderful. And all so they're, they're going to get it right, I think. Could be. We're, and I, we're all I have get to it say, right. going through the Psalms and finding questions there is a little bit challenging. Yes, I a can imagine. A little bit challenging. So, you know, today we're, we'll probably have a lot of finish the verses. Okay. I'll just warn everybody Fair at enough. home and you guys as well. So as you're reading through those Psalms, I will most likely pick out some of the phrasing mm-hmm. that is more common or okay. easier to remember. Okay. So it's harder right. that way. Okay. So, all right. So here we go. We've Not a simple one, two, three answer. All right. So here we go. Finish this verse from Psalm 20. All right. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the, number one, we will remember the majesty and greatness of our God. Number two, we will remember the strength and power of our God. Or three, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Which one would you choose? Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the majesty and greatness of our God, the strength and power of our God, the name of the Lord our God. Which one? They look like they have it. I think, and I was just going to share my justification for yeah. it, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm thinking. Hear your justifications. I'm thinking the name of the Lord. I'm thinking number three, because when you think back to the Kings and the Chronicles and like David specifically, Mm -hmm. when David is going into battle, he always refers to like when you in the David and Goliath incident, like you come at me with a sword and a shield, but I come with you in the name of the Lord. So the name of the Lord was seen as a powerful weapon, like invoking the name of the Lord. So I'm going to go with that. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one so I thought. So you're 100% with us, right? No, that's my justification. It's that's very my good. rationale. And, and, and thank you for sharing how you reason, because that is how you can learn more. It's, it's that contemplation. And sometimes the answers will come easily and sometimes not. So let's read that verse. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name. Mm-hmm. Of the Lord our God. You are absolutely right. Good reasoning. Good going together with that answer. And I hope that you at home got the answer right as well.
BD Family and Friends, that's the name of the app on the Roku box. And I want to encourage you that you can get a hold of it and watch our 24-7 channel. We have all our new programs on it. We have all the programs there. So make sure that you look for BD Family and Friends with the Roku box or the Stream TV or the Fire Stick, whatever you have. Now let's pray. And we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to learn to love you. And I want to seek you with my heart, mind, and soul. In Jesus' name.